This is the Office Manager Diaries, a podcast all about the highs and the lows of professionals in office management around the world. We'll delve into their career journeys and diaries where they'll share their stories, tips for success and things only office managers understand. Enjoy and please remember to give us a follow. Hello everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Office Manager Diaries. It's Hannah Gray here with you again and I'm really delighted to have our next guest, Dale Orlando Armit, Office Manager at Access Pay. Hi Dale. Hi Hannah, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you doing? I am always well, thanks for asking. Good. And I've just I've just commented on uh, Dale's wonderful coffee mug because he's got a Friends Central Perk coffee mug. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. Um, and that's exactly what you need to to have your coffee in in the morning so it lasts as long as possible. You porridge in that bowl, it's absolutely huge mungus. You could probably even grow a plant in there, Hannah, actually. It's it's very big. Well, thank you so much for giving up some of your time uh, to be on the Office Manager Diaries with me, Dale. We've known each other for a little while, but we were just saying this is the first time we've actually meeting virtually, as it were. So it's it's a pleasure to have you and to see you today. So can you start by telling us a little bit about you and your role at Access Pay, what your main responsibilities are, please? Yeah, so a little bit about me and my role um, at Access Pay. Um, I think essentially um, about myself is that I'm a very creative human being. Everything I do, it comes from a site of imagination. And I really only over the last few years realized that that was such um, a unique skill because not many people can, you know have that inside vision and I learned that I can actually put that into work as an office manager. I think at Access Pay I'm very fortunate because they do let me lead and make the role my own. Over the couple of years that I've been there now um, it has developed substantially. I've taken over a lot of the events within the business. I spend a lot of time working alongside the HR team and the security team as well. As you'll know, there are different elements of being an office manager. And over the last six months, I'd say that I've definitely progressed and developed more within events and security, which is very strange because it's not very very often that that would happen. So when you talk about the security element, is that in terms of data security and like the GDPR or is that in terms of physical security? So the when I speak of security I'm referring to the physical and environmental aspect of it um, and obviously I know that aligns in well but given the business that Access Pay is as well and um, with it being a financial technology company um, security is of utmost importance whether that be physical or within you know GDPR so to speak. What are you finding the most challenging at the moment and how are you overcoming that? What I'm currently finding challenging at the moment is adapting my personality and the way that I do my work for different areas of the business. For example, when I'm working with the sales team, for example, if I'm helping them with a current project or the quarterly sales and marketing kickoff, for example, the work that I put into that event or that time with the sales and marketing director, Caroline, people within that field, they're very um, you know, extroverted and confident and chatty, and they like to work on projects together or events together where you know, it's social and it's interactive, you know. However, if I'm doing some work with the product team or the engineers, they tend to work remotely. They like to work independently and they're not so extroverted. So when I'm working, it's uh, what I struggle with is finding that crossover 
as to how I need to adapt which what works for that department you know so going to like the product and engineering team and saying right we're going to do this and everyone's going to have drinks and like that's their worst nightmare they don't want to work like that that's not what they want to do you know and it's it's about being able for me to be the chameleon and adapt and bring them what they need that suits them and not what suits me I'm obviously quite a bit of an extrovert and I can't expect everybody else to want to work the way that I do so how do you overcome that how do you become that chameleon and consciously adapt your style depending on the people you're dealing with because you're right we have to do this in every element across our organization and sometimes externally as well I I often joke when I'm particularly doing like the intermediate office management course and I would say to people you know I think there's a slide and it says something like um how do you like my style and it talks about or I talk about in that how you do need to change you know to have the conversation with the CEO managing director finance director whatever it might be to say can I please have thousands of pounds to fix this air conditioning issue cup in hand kind of approach but being very professional and being able to articulate what you need and why versus talking to the engineer that you're dealing with on the air conditioning side and going you're right Bill how's it going mate how you doing (laughs) and adapting yourself that you have those kind of like you say the chameleon conversion to be able to be that person for everybody so that you can build those relationships how do you do that the way that I do that is I've spent a lot of time traveling before I started to settle down within my career within office management I never went to university so what I've learned my skills in life are people skills and I've been able I've been blessed to have been gone to different countries learn different cultures you know meet different people different friends and that is a skill that I've learned along the way to be able to communicate with people and to understand people. And this isn't something that you can go to university and, and be taught. You have to you have to be that people person. And what comes with that, or what needs to come with that, should I say, is being perceptive and being able to understand the person that's in front of you. And you can either do that or you can't. If you can't do that, there's a way around it. You know, you can seek advice from line managers or people within that department, observe, take it in and and then make an informed decision on how you want to present yourself or communicate with that particular person or department. However, if you've already got a way of understanding people like emotionally, you know, it just comes naturally to me. Like I can just see that this is the way that I need to communicate with that person. And I'm not saying that I'm a superman, you know, sometimes I do receive. You kind of are. <laughs> you kind of are a superman. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not all heroes wear capes. I would love to wear a cape though. So yeah, finance, my finance team, if you're, if you're listening to this, uh, I wouldn't mind you buying me a super cape. I would wear it every day. SD, Superdale. Yes, that's right. Um, But I mean, I know I did go off on a bit of a waffle there, I think. But um, in answer to your question, not blowing my own trumpet, I I know what my skills are. I know what my strengths are. And that is to be perceptive of people and understanding what they like and how they like to be communicated with. And that's something that I've learned along the way personally with my own personal development and growth, which was which essentially came from when I went traveling when I was 23. Yeah. Amazing. And I think you're right. I didn't go to uni either. And I think a lot of people are surprised when I said that like, you have your own business and you didn't go to university. And it's like shock horror. But I, I just wanted to get out there into what I considered the real world. It just wasn't for me. You know, university A isn't for everybody, but also there are advantages to to not going because you do tend to 
get practical life skills and people skills you say sooner but also you you can't be taught that regardless of going to university or not you can't be taught that so I think it is important actually to blow your own trumpet and say do you know what? I'm good at this and that's how I do it you know yeah like you say you you look at how people wish to be perceived or how other people are um tapping into them so that's really important so what other responsibilities do you have at access pay you know I know typically in our roles the list is as long as both of our arms and and legs probably together but what what sort of other things are you doing day to day what what does a typical day look like for you so the day-to-day life as the office manager at access pay so I get to the office before everybody else. I start about half an hour before the rest of the business do. And that's so I can open the office and have everything prepped and ready so that everybody has everything they need to start their morning. So whether that be from making sure that there are fresh, at the moment, um, daffodils, because daffodils are in season. So I make sure that there are daffodils all over the kitchen, um, you know, on most banks of desks that all of the blinds are open. We're on the 18th floor at Access Pay. Um, So we have, and we're the whole building's floor, so we can see the whole circumference of Manchester city centre. You know, all those blinds are open and people from different teams or whatnot, they, they probably won't understand why that's such a big deal. And again, this is going back to one of my skills, walking into the office that morning and the light shining through and being able to see all of Manchester with a few flowers, like these small things make all the difference to people starting their day well. So just opening the office and doing those small things, you know, is a big part of the job that most people, they don't, they wouldn't even realise and that's fine, you know. And then breakfast is always provided at Access Pay. So we do a breakfast, we do a lunch. So we've got Lynn, who's, she's the um, housekeeper of the office. She like does all the cleaning and her role slowly started to like evolve with me and she helps do all of the breakfast preparation and the lunches and that really does now give me the time to be able to step back and focus on different things not we're not going to say more important because everybody's role is important but as the business is growing we do need to focus a lot more on security so it gives me that time to step back away from that another part of the day is that obviously just the little things uh, making sure that all the stationery is ordered and that everybody has the equipment to do their job properly whether that's just wandering around the office and checking that the paper's stocked within the printer and these all seem like such small Small little things to another person that might focus on building a product nine to five, you know. But looking after an office of seven thousand square feet with a hundred and and hundred and fifteen staff, for example, wandering around, you know, and seeing what it is that we need and what needs to be fixed, and doing those checklists and um, how many light bulbs need to be changed. Are we running out of this? Or do we need to order that? Is everybody happy? Like, you know, if I notice that people are sitting around the corner by themselves all day, I'm, I mean, I want to know why. But I'll go over and have a chat with them, giving that energy of a 10 minute chat with somebody like can really make the difference to their day. Or maybe they don't want to be bothered. Maybe they just want to sit and work and work quietly, you know, and I'll pick up on that. I held up a red flag, not today, Dale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, as we all know as well, like putting your headphones in whilst you're at your desk, like you might not be listening to any music, but that's a clear way of saying to someone, signal, leave it? me alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my maths, you know. I think it's so normal for us to feel like that in these roles that people won't notice and they don't even realize that you you get there you know half an hour early and you're very consciously being observant and proactive and trying to make that environment that people work in 
a nicer, happier, more comfortable place to be. But it is to me, when you strip back all the individual responsibilities from health and safety to, yeah, like you say, security to environmental to event planning and everything else, to me, that environment is the fundamental element of our role to create and to harness an environment that they can work in and feel motivated in. So I think you've hit the nail on the head. Your sweet tip is about task management and how you can actively stay on top of that never ending to do list that we face in these office management roles. One of the apps that I really like to use is Microsoft To Do. And personally, I'm a big fan of it because it gives you this nice tick option, which makes like a little ping noise as you tick things off the list. You can um, add task uh, deadline dates, you can add reminders, you can sync it with your calendar so that any emails you flag go automatically in there. You can add notes, attach files. If you've got people within your, your team under the same email domain as you, you can assign tasks as well. You can put things in importance that it comes up in your day. There's all sorts of things. But what I love about it as well is that you can pin it to your desktop um, and have it as an app as well. And it will show you the number of tasks that are due or overdue up to that day. So for me right now, looking at my laptop, there are seven due or overdue, which I don't quite like the number of that, to be honest, but um, I'll have to try and get that down. Task management in, in these roles is really difficult. And for me, the key was making sure that every day I looked at that to-do list and I reprioritized on a weekly basis if it didn't need to be done any sooner than that, because I didn't really want to reprioritize day after day after day, because I think you automatically do that as and when these things come in, particularly when you get the urgent versus non-urgent requests and tasks coming up. But um, when you are using something like an app or you know, even a pen and paper to-do list, which don't get me wrong, right up until about a year ago, I was still using in my business to do things day to day because I just didn't find an app that I really got on with like I do to do now. I would go through that list and I would rewrite it at the end of each week so that I could go home at the weekend and have a clear head and know, right, you know, I've got a bit of a structure and a bit of a plan for next week and beyond. But then also it helps me to, yeah, prioritize what I need to work on for the next week and put it in an order. In and amongst that would be potentially quick wins versus longer projects. And I would break down some of the longer projects with smaller tasks that I can do in each of those projects so for example it might be a big project that I'm just starting and the starting piece might be to email all the different stakeholders that need to be involved to tell them or to set up a meeting and to write the agenda you know so there would be a few smaller tasks or, or one sort of medium-sized task in terms of the amount of time it takes in there to do and then uh, tick that off as I did it I used to use highlighters and you know, strike things out with my pen every time I did it. So finding a process and a method in terms of apps or you know, pens and paper, whatever it is for you that gives you a little bit of motivation when you're doing it, a bit of satisfaction is really important. And looking at that task list daily, but reprioritizing at least weekly is really important so that you can stay on top of it. For longer term projects and tasks, I have a, a kind of what I call project long list, which at the moment is still in Excel for me, even with Microsoft to do. And I would write things on there that are kind of my longer term goals 
And then as I start each project again, if there's pieces of that project that I can pull into my to-do list, I would do that at that point. So yeah, that's how I used to manage it when I was an office manager for you know lots of different organizations, but also now in my business, doing all the different things that I do here, and I wear many, many hats in this business, I have Microsoft to do and then this project long list sheet. The long list sheet I tend to look at once a month as a minimum, and the task management via Microsoft to do, I look at daily and reprioritize weekly. So that is my tip this week to try and hopefully help you with managing the many, many tasks that we have to in these roles. So moving on now to a bit more about you and what motivates you, what gets that fire burning in your belly in relation to work? So what motivates me and gets that fire in my belly? Um, this sounds so corny and I was always a bit wary of ever saying this and now I just own it and, you know, I know my space and it's it's making people happy and like praise is probably a little bit too set in glory for myself but I like hearing um, you know oh thank you and oh Dale this is so good like people who work in sales for example like they're motivated by money you know I'm motivated by hearing that people are enjoying the work that I'm putting into their day-to-day life at Access Pay like I thrive off that like I like hearing the thank yous and knowing that people are enjoying it like it makes me feel good it makes me feel wanted and yeah it, it it makes me want to do more I think that's really valid and not many people in these roles get that thanks that regularly so which is why we also struggle to understand ourselves what we do day to day because we're like how what, do we, what exactly do I do because I don't really people don't really understand and but actually that's one of my motivators as well I would agree because I do like it when someone recognises a job well done, even if that was just, like you say, putting out the daffodils because it's that kind of time where spring is coming and it's around the corner and it just livens up the office. So for someone to say, I really love those daffodils, thanks for doing that, Dal, it just, it does motivate you and it does give you that fire to keep doing things like that. So completely agree. So now's the bit where we ask all of our guests to share something from their office manager diary, or as we've dubbed it, you won't believe it, but so are you able to tell us any stories or things that have happened in your office management career, crazy requests or whatever it might be from your diary? We have at the end of the year, an award ceremony and people win different awards. And one of them is obviously a joke award and it's the oversharer. And like, I won that award. Christmas just gone so I'm gonna try and not do that but oversharing <laughs> yeah but oversharing yeah if such existed I'm definitely an overshare about my own stuff like I'm really good at keeping other people's secrets but not that of my own I'm definitely an oversharer <laughs> so this is a good one I like this yeah no I'm definitely an oversharer um I but again I'll keep like obviously like professional secrets like I report to the HR team and it's not that I'm like exposed to any you know sensitive or privileged privy information like that's not my role you know so when it comes to work stuff like I do keep myself to myself but if we're having that chat or coffee in the kitchen and like oh what did you do at the weekends like I'll tell you what I did at the weekends you know (laughs) so but anyway this isn't this is a little bit too much detail yeah maybe just a little bit yeah I think the most shocking request or not shocking just a bit disappointing um I was working as a PA for a while for 
a company. I'm not going to say the name of the company, but I'm sure if you wanted to find out, it's on my, it, you see where I worked as a PO. But the HR director asked me to work on an agenda for him for a presentation uh, that he was doing away. And I came in and I printed it out, everything, and, you know, I'd listed it, time, schedules, the lot, as you'll know, passed it to him and he threw it back in my face and was like, why is this in black and white? So I had not printed it and added colour to the theme and he threw it back in my face. And that is another reason why I would never work in corporate again either. Every corporate industry I've worked in, it's always been poor environment. Like cutthroat. A HR director as well, like for a very, very, very big firm. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, well, yeah. thank you for sharing those from your diary. So is there anyone in particular, and I won't imagine it's uh, the person you just talked about, but is there anyone in particular that you look up to or who inspires you personally and or professionally? Well, it's people really, actually, that I look up to and are inspired by. And that is my team at Access Pay, the, the group of people that I get to work with Monday to Friday. And that is Sarah, Amelia, Kate and Chris. The three girls are the HR professionals. Chris does all of our product training and business. And then obviously there's me and we do work very well together and they, everybody's just very uplifting. You know, we support each other. We're like a little family. And Sarah Chadbourne, our HR director, she's a great leader and she supports all of us. And I aspire to be like everybody on my team because everybody's so thoughtful and helpful. We don't judge each other when we have our weekly morning call. We have a good old chat and it's like, you know, we're friends. However, we also know how to help each other within work and just, yeah, everybody within my team. I know that sounds so corny, but everyone has a little something different to offer and, yeah. um, you know, and I thrive off everybody's input within work. And you kind of thrive off each other by the sounds of it then, because if people are bringing different things to the table, but you collectively can collaborate really well and, you know, have empathy and listen to each other and support one another, then that does sound like a really rock solid team. It is a really rock solid team, yeah. And it also just goes to show how everybody within our team is also perceptive and we understand what each other's uh, strengths are. And if I was to go and have a conversation with Amelia, it might not necessarily be something that I would seek from Kate. And that's not to diminish other people, uh, you know, the other person's skill. It's just that everybody has a different responsibility and everybody's good at a particular thing. And we all do the same with each other. Nobody plays hierarchy. You know, I say that about Sarah as well. Like we literally we're a good team and I, I if I could be a little bit more like every one of them each day then that's that's a job well done love that so tell me now what your biggest achievements wins or successes are to date what are you proudest of I would say what I'm most proud of I think is developing into office management so I always worked within a reception role um, which then slowly started to develop into like PA work um, which I wasn't necessarily too interested in because it required too much focus and I, that's not how my brain works. I have to do a million things at once and then when it's time to pull the cat out of the bag, you know, I do it extremely well, um, you know, and I can do that within a short period of time under a bit of pressure. And over the years, from going into like reception work and then into office management, I've really understood what my skills are, what my strengths are. And I know we've touched on those buzzwords a couple of times today, but it really is about me understanding myself and my strengths and what I've got to offer and owning the space, you know, and um, I never really knew what that was a few years ago. You know, I never really, the office management, you know, could be a career. 
you know like you know where do you go from there it's wherever it is that you want to be and for myself because I've had this conversation before as well with my HR director Sarah you know where, where 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 do I develop from where do I go from here what do I do when I'm 55 like do I still be an office manager can an office manager be 55 and the answer is yeah of course of course you can if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do and I know I'm good at it so I think the most important thing I've learned is accepting what it is that I'm good at and that I'll always be good at it until the day I die. Absolutely. What what was your route? So so you did receptionist PA work. What then was it access pay that was your first fully fledged office management role? What was the bridge between those? So the bridge was actually from Freshmind. So they were a talent agency. And I've always gone from so I've actually worked always mainly in creative. So I've worked with the BBC, MTV. And then when I took my job at Freshmind, it was via a recruitment agency. And they told me, you know, it's to go and work within talent. And at the time, to me, talent was just, uh, you know, Britney Spears, you know, um, or, you know, Will Young passing through the gates, all the the drag queens off RuPaul. So I was like, oh, amazing. I'm going to work, you know, back in, you know, within the field that I'm used to. And then when I got to Fresh Minds Talent, Fresh Minds Talent was also another recruitment agency. And I went there to temp as a receptionist just to make a little bit of money until I found my next role. And it all seemed to go really well. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I'm, you know, doing okay in a new sector, recruitment and staffing. And they said after the three months, you know, there's an office manager role, you know, would you be interested in stepping into that? And obviously it was more responsibility. And it was the first time that I'd had a sense of more responsibility, you know, taking care of money, making decisions you know, mini office refurbs, you know, being able to make decisions for myself and only having to seek them from seniors if it was really necessary, you know, this knowing that I was trusted to make decisions, like it was, I'm not going to lie, it was that I, I liked it. Like it made me feel, you know, trusted and respected and important. And I liked that. And again, like, I don't know if that sounds a bit cringe, like, but I liked, I like feeling important and knowing that I'm you know, respected and doing a good job. But anyway, getting off the subject there, sorry, the step was within Fresh Minds. And it went from, you know, looking after money, making decisions and, you know, checking in on the security and all the little things that go with inside the business as opposed to just the reception area. Because I mean, I don't even like the word reception for a job like that. Uh, Reception is a location. It's not a job, not a job title. It's a place of a building. Yeah, I agree. What would you call it instead? front of house a lot of people do call it front of house now but there are a lot of people that call it reception or receptionist and I'm like well no that's just a location <laughs> okay so what about your low moments what has been tough for you in, in your career journey so far I think what's been tough for me in my career journey so far this is really easy for me to answer because I've 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 I still battle with it now and you know it's nothing to be ashamed of but I mean, I'm I'm speaking for myself here, I can't speak for anybody else, but it's the energy and the personality that goes into the role. A lot of people look up to me for, you know, energy and, you know, I have a reputation for being fun and kind and, you know, good to be around. So, and I'm only human, you know, there might be a day where I'm feeling grumpy, you know, it's hard for me to be able to switch off my low moments to be able to give everybody what what is expected of me you know and that's not just physically doing a good job but also mentally being well and happy because people expect that from me and I'm happy to give that 
you know, but it's being able to be resilient. Being resilient is a good thing and a bad thing because obviously you learn how to progress from a bad moment, but it also means that you know how to, it's okay if you fall back into a bad place because you know you'll get through it again, you know, and it's that constant circle of, you know, having to be a happy person, having your bad moments because, you know, life takes over and then being able to switch on and still be that happy-go-lucky person that, that everyone expects you to be. This has come up a couple of times in the podcast because uh, I think in episode one with Sarah that uh, you may have heard it's talked about there and then there's a couple that aren't out yet that we've recorded that are coming soon and it's it's come up again and it is very much this, you know, you're you're that central, very, very highly exposed individual in the organisation for one, but also you are the go-to. So if if you set a tone and an expectation from day dot of being there that you are kind happy you know fun happy go lucky kind of guy and then yeah you have a shit day and you're just like do you know what I I just I I just can't switch this on today it can be really challenging because it's very yeah. very visible right you know how how do you deal with that and do you feel like you're not delivering when you have those moments or those days I think in the past, I may have felt like I wasn't delivering, but understanding the culture that Access Pay has built is that it's very understanding and kind. And, you know, I'm at a place now where if I am having a day that I can comfortably say to somebody like, you know, I'm in the middle of something or like, you know, can that just hang on a minute? Like, you know, I'm busy doing this, you know, it can just be honest and everyone can respect each other, you know, and understand people's boundaries and that not everyone's a glistening standing star 10 out of 10 all day, every day, you know, and it's just being able to understand people and respect people's boundaries and capabilities. And obviously just accepting the fact that everybody's human, you know, and like, for example, last week, I had so many little nitty gritty things to get done. And as you've mentioned, we are the go-to as an office manager at a business. So everybody, you know, watch you for X, Y, Z. So I had to go and take myself into a meeting room and I worked in the meeting room pretty much two days straight. Uh, Lynn, the housekeeper as well, like she came and brought me some flowers the next day and a little donut because she'd noticed obviously that I was a little bit stressed. And yeah, and that's it. And I, I know that people picked up on that. You know, and nobody was annoyed, like, oh, God, why is Dale in there? Or it's so obvious that, you know, Dale's having a stressful time. No, one, no one's bothered. Like, we all have our moments and access pay. You know, I'm lucky to work at a company where it's OK for me to just go and work quietly by myself whilst I get my stuff done. One of the directors at Fresh Minds, actually, he's called James Callender, a really nice guy. Always had a messy, very messy desk, though, but that was worked for him and in some feedback and I always go back to this feedback and I, I either respect it or sometimes I'm thinking no that's not for me and it was to be a swan and um, I don't know if you've heard this in an analogy before but obviously you know the swan glides across the water it looks like everything's fine but really if you were to look underneath the water that gliding swan is working extremely hard and paddling really 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 fast and it's supposed to say you know let everybody see that everything's going well but you know underneath you know paddle work hard and I totally get that because I think if we're going back to um well we're not going back to it but you know it, energy can be contagious you know and in a good way as well like I've had it in my feedback here that my energy you know is contagious and people you know enjoy my happy fun energy so where do you draw the line as to it's funny because that swan analogy has come up so much lately. So Sarah talked about it in episode one and I did a 15 minutes with 
for our partners in the portal recently and it came up again then and now. Okay, so how do you make your role a success and are there any tips you can share with our fellow office manager listeners in how they can make it a success too? Okay, I think the best tip that I would give to other office managers is to always lead with your best foot forward. Okay, always trust your instincts and it's okay to ask for help. If you feel like you're struggling and the admin is getting a little bit too heavy, you know, ask for uh, help from somebody on your team and it helps you clear that brain fog so that you can focus on everything. And again, another, another tip would be to not lose focus. Trust yourself, trust your instincts, have fun with work. Like that is the most important thing. Like you've literally got to have fun whilst you're doing your job. I, can't, I don't know about other office managers, whether they don't experience that emotion or get to work that way, but I genuinely have fun at work. I don't ever wake up thinking, oh God, I can't believe it's Monday or Tuesday. I don't want to go to work today. Like I just don't ever have that feeling. Like I enjoy work and that is because I get to make my work my own, you know? So just make sure that you own your space and know what your capabilities are, know what your skills are and just lead with that. Have fun, trust your instincts, trust your heart. You know what you're good at, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Get it done. Hashtag Nike. Yeah. <laughs> or Nike. Yeah. <laughs> so you talked about it a little while ago that you'd had this conversation with your manager, but where do you see yourself in the future over the next few years? Is it is it office manager forever or are there certain responsibilities that you want to add to that role or is there a different role that connects to office management that you want to get into? I think there are different routes that you could go down with office management, you know, like operations management within the business. But for me, again, like that, it's understanding my, my skills and knowing what I'm good at and anything that goes into too much like admin or where I would need to focus on something for, you know, say four hours at a time, like admin, like it just doesn't work for me. Like I have to be proactive. You know, I have to be using my imagination, my creativity skills. And I think the only other path that that would allow for me to still be an office manager and excel my creativity even further would be going down the marketing route you know I do get to do a lot of writing for access pay it's mainly internal but sometimes I would do help the marketing team with some of our LinkedIn posts like I definitely have a skill for writing poetically and it comes naturally to me like I do a weekly newsletter for access pay which is internal only couldn't possibly share that externally it's um it's all just a little bit of fun so I think just within marketing for me personally well Dale thank you so much for being our guest on the office manager diaries I really appreciate your time it's been great to get to know you a little bit better and yeah see see your passion for this role and how much you've enjoyed getting into office management yeah no worries it was really nice to talk with you about it as well thanks for having me on the show guys this episode is sponsored by the Office Management Portal, our free online membership platform aimed at connecting, supporting and empowering office managers in a simple to use, all-in-one self-service resource. You can sign up right now at www.theofficemanagementportal.com and click the sign up button in the top right. If you want to upgrade your account to our premium membership at any time for unlimited downloadable templates and monthly expert masterclasses, use the code THEOMD for 25% off. That's the T-H-E 
OMD for Office Manager Diaries for 25% off. Thank you for listening.